What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bravo Critics. I'm Arielle. And I'm Ricky. This is the place where we discuss pop culture news and all things Bravo. Here, we mention it all while making it nice. So grab a drink and hang with us. Everyone's a critic. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Hey, Ricky. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. How's things? Uh, man, it's amazing. It's such a beautiful like spring day here, and I'm currently just keeping myself locked inside and <laughs> recording about housewives, and i you know enjoying that beautiful weather at least from the from the inside. Oh my god! Well, I had uh, an amazing weekend that I'm recovering from. I have my Starbucks in hand, obviously. No, this is not an ad, but feel free to sponsor us, Starbies. <laughs> um, anyways, I got to go see the Straight Up with Stassi tour, which for anybody who knows me, loves me, follows me, knows that Stassi is like one of my absolute faves. And the timing is not lost on me <laughs> with the, you know, the Vanderpump scandal that's going on. Um, but it was like a super fun last minute thing I got to do. And I was really excited because I didn't think I was going to get to go because I had a conflict on the calendar and then I did get to go and it was amazing. Okay. I'm sort of super jealous, not necessarily about Stassi, but that you've been having like an amazing Bravo related, like in-person entertainment event, like once a month for like the last like six months almost, it feels like. I really have. I feel like I didn't get to go to BravoCon, but I am making up for it. And giving myself like little Bravo moments. Because I got to see what Candace and I saw the Countess. Then I got to see the Roni Gales. And then now I got to see Stassi. The only thing that could have made this experience better for me would be actually getting to meet Stassi, Bo, and Taylor. Because it wasn't that it was just Stassi. I mean, I love Stassi. But I love all three of them. And Taylor Strecker, she... um she has a podcast and she started off on Sirius. Um, I love her. She's super funny. So I already listened to her shows and follow her. So she opened and then uh, Stassi and Bo were there. And it was fucking cute because she was pregnant. And it's called the Mommy Dearest Tour. Oh, my God. And, she's you know, sick. <laughs> he's like, I, you know, I'm not. She says at one point, she's like, there's not a stork delivering a baby. I'm not eating for two. You know, there's not. She's like, I'm more like I've got a spawn. You know, right. and like she's she's all like dark. And it's it was so good. I loved it. Every second of it. And so she was at the Vic Theater in um, Chicago. And so we got some really cool guest seats. Nice. Yeah. In the balcony. So that was super nice. So shout out to Low French for that. Hey. And um, they were really, really great seats. And my husband was my date and he really enjoyed it too. He had such a good time. So I know that she had said that she wasn't going to really talk about Scandaval at all anymore after she sort of addressed it like on her podcast or whatever. But did she end up taking any questions or talking about that? She did talk about it a little bit. She actually mentioned that her and the Taylors, um, and I think Bo and like Lo were all gathered around um, watching the Howie Mandel interview live. Like she said, somebody came and was like, Tom's on Howie Mandel, like on live TV right now. She's like, live TV? Like she goes, it was like a natural disaster. We all huddled around and we all watched. I mean, it was watching like a fucking train wreck, wasn't it though? And, oh my God. And she talked about him like shaving his mustache and like, you know, and then she did like an impersonation of him, of him like thinking that people would actually give a shit to watch this transpire. It was just, it was funny. But she basically didn't give, she didn't give anything too much. Um, she did. Because she's never been a big Sandoval fan. So I'm sure she's like, you know, as much as I'd love to gloat about this, you're not actually worth my time because I've never fucking liked you. Yeah, she did say she was like, you know, I know that she said one of the nights, not the night I was there. Like, I always thought he was a kind of asshole, but not like he's really a fucking asshole. But what she did say, she goes, the one thing that pissed her off was how he chose to slander Ariana and take that moment in the Howie Mandel interview to try to 
basically throw baseless lies out there. And she goes, and for the record, I don't believe one thing that he said in that interview about Ariana. Like, he's full of shit. Well, and so when I saw the clips from the interview, I didn't watch the whole thing. And I feel like people shouldn't have even given as much of their time to it as they did just because that feeds into his ego. But it's like I said, he's doing the same thing that he did to Kristen. Like he's making it sound like I fucking accidentally wandered into love, but can you help? But can I help it? Because my past relationship was so bad. She's so crazy. She wouldn't let me break up with her. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, if if any of it turned out to be true, it'd be really fucking wild, but I don't for a minute believe it because I, see it as him doing his like gaslighting bullshit the similarities are uncanny it really is when you look back it's gaslighting at its finest he's he's not a man enough to like break up with someone no he was a piece he's a piece of shit i'm sorry so but anyways so we got to see this so she opened it with her i mean basically taylor did the opening they did a whole cute thing we got a whole they facetimed hartford on stage like how cute was that? So we got to actually heart, FaceTime Hartford. And then, like I said, the only thing that could have made it better is if I got to meet Stassi. Um, and so, like I said, they they are team Ariana all day, every day. Oh, my God. And then you know what they said? Somebody yelled out, and I loved it. Um, somebody asked a question saying, what would, like, you know, Nepo babies are so big right now. What if Hartford was like working in the alleys and in the restaurants of Sir? Like, would you be okay with that? And then she's like, Sir, really? And then she's like, Something about her, something about her. Like, somebody yelled out, Something about her. She's like, Yes, my baby could work at something about her. Like, that's where Hartford's gonna go. We could do a whole reality show about that. I'm like, Could you imagine if they were Summer Moon, Sheena's daughter, Ocean, Lala's daughter, Britney's kid. Like, we need a Vanderpump baby situation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Such a missed moment, Bravo. Such a missed moment. But anyways, the show was so fucking fun. And I feel like nothing's going to be able to fucking top this show. Like, I, every second of it, and then they ended it. Guess how they end, ended the show. Let's hear it, but, I'm, but I'm, I will get into if it's going to be the best thing ever. Well, guess how they ended this show. They how? ended it with a sing-along of Wilson Phillips. Oh, God. And my husband looks at me and goes, is this a song from Bridesmaids? <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. So I don't know if anything is ever going to top this moment for me because my heart was filled with so much joy. Okay, bitch, but BravoCon's going to be in Vegas this year, we learned. So get ready for that moment to be just a fleeting memory because we're about to viva Las fucking Vegas. I mean, I can't wait to fucking party in Vegas with you for sure. But right now, Stassi's very live in my heart. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and so here's the thing. Like, I am so excited that it's in Vegas. You know, the rumors have been swirling that it was going to be in Vegas. It's going to be in Vegas. It's the 3rd through the 5th of November. Yeah, we um, talked about this last time, guys, too. We didn't have the dates weren't confirmed, but we we were telling you last time it was that first weekend. And now no. it is confirmed. It is that 3rd, 4th, 5th. And it'll be at um, Caesars Forum in Las Vegas. So make sure that if you're going to go, make sure that you, um, you know, stay up to date on Bravo. Like, if you're a Bravo insider, you're going to get the emails telling you when the tickets are available. So... I would do that again. One of my recommendations, if you feel like you don't need to do it all, if you're a very patient person and waiting in line doesn't bother you, go for general audience. You could do general audience all three days. Maybe that's the kind of situation you want to do. You'll get a great experience. Now, if you're someone that's impatient and you want to be able to attend every panel you know, do every photo op and all of that, go for the VIP because the lines are just too long otherwise. Yeah, I feel like I'm not going to do a three-day situation. I'm probably just going to pick a day. I don't know what day I'm going to go, um, but I'm going to do this as a partial BravoCon experience and then a partial mini vacay. So I feel like one full Bravo day, one full Vegas day, and then whatever bullshit I want to get into in between, you know? Well, and it's exciting because there's going to be a lot of other things that pop up like on the outskirts of BravoCon too. So even if you're only going to BravoCon one day, 
the chances are you're going to be able to do something else really cool. Like in Vegas, or I'm sorry, in New York this last year, Dorinda had an appearance on Thursday night at The Hustler. Um, so I went to that. That was really fun. You know, didn't like, I think the cover was like 20 bucks just to get into the bar. And it was worth the extra amount because I got to like hang out with Dorinda. Fuck yeah, right? That's what I'm talking about. But And that's the thing, like we're going to see. So, and Ricky knows more because he's been at least. But like the one thing when I was listening to Andy Cohen on like Sirius, he was saying um, New York felt like it was too soon. I feel like we just did it, he said. So he was like, but then I got super stoked when I found out it was going to be in Vegas, when I found out Vegas was even on the table. And Vegas does give a lot of different opportunities, I feel like, um, just like on a different scale, because Vegas is so much in one area, but it's still so big. So we're going it's to be probably, so fucking ratchet, though. But I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like the events and stuff, though, are probably going to be even more frequent or accessible because they're doing so they're so like Ricky said, they're hosting it through Caesars. Caesars is the host and their uh, sister hotels are Harrah's and The Link. So all three of those hotels are the ones that basically they said that you may be getting some extra stuff with that too. I don't know what that's going to entail. We'll see. But those are the three hotels. And then obviously people are trying to book within also that center area of the strip. So that gives you, you know, Cosmopolitan, Aria, Planet Hollywood, all, you know, there's a ton of other shit. Yeah. It's like all right there. And, um, I mean, people should probably, you should probably book your hotels or at least start looking into it. I've never actually been to Vegas, so I had to consult a couple of my friends on all the decisions I was making. So it was sort of a, a stressful day. Um, I haven't fully decided where I'm staying, but I have some options um, held. So I'm going to be buying plane tickets soon and all of that good stuff. I'm just so ready to go and like eat well, drink and see all of our Bravo people. You guys are going to have to be on the lookout for the critics because we're going to be loose in Vegas. So <laughs> if you see like if you hear a lot of noise, a lot of crazy stuff happening, glass shattering, maybe people screaming. It's probably coming from the direction we're heading in. So rolling Any in like Godzilla. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot wait, though. It's going to be so much fun. I love that's what one thing like Ricky and I Roni is not our only common thing that we share like him and I love a good meal we love a good glass of wine we love a good brunch I mean we are just all about living our best lives so Vegas is gonna be wild and then if we can get a few other friends to tag along oh my god that's gonna be even better I'm so excited I'm hearing from a lot of different people that they're planning on going. Um, you know, yeah. I think that it makes it a little bit more accessible for some people being more West Coast. And then some people, you know, it's expensive living in places like New York. And it's maybe a little bit harder for those people to get there because, you know, the flights are expensive and they can't just go for the day like they did in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of folks that were local that got to do BravoCon last time. I don't really know too many people that live in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I know there's a ton. I'm just saying I personally don't, but yeah, I don't think I know any either, but another little pro tip. If you only feel like going one day, just buy one day at first, don't get buyer's remorse. I have a strong feeling it'll be just like in New York where additional tickets will still be available and there will be other people trying to sell their tickets. Yeah, so it'll be you'll be able to get them just like concert tickets, you know, where you go to a concert and they're like, "Hey, you want to upgrade your ticket for twenty five bucks?" And you're on the floor. You're like, "We're okay. yeah," you know. Really so people were selling their tickets same day in New York City for like thirty dollars. Yeah, and I paid like almost two hundred dollars for my one day of general admission. So we'll see. We'll see how things pan out. As of now, all we know is that BravoCon is confirmed in Las Vegas first week in November. We're looking at hotels. I suggest you guys jump on a hotel. Um, and then flights will probably be getting released soon. So we'll have to nail down that stuff. And then we're going to see what fun events 
come out and we'll see what the panels are going to be and what the what the schedule is basically going to be because that's going to depend on the day that i choose to go and so I think it'll, gotta, be, it'll be really fun me and ariel have not met in real life but it's going to feel like this is like almost like the way it's going to be documented and the way we're going to talk about it for years to come is almost going to be like um a real housewives ultimate girls trip oh my god Thank like God a, there's not uh, going to be full cameras following us, though. I know. But, you know, you're talking about Roni earlier. And I said this in the last two podcast episodes, if you guys remember. Ricky created maybe, this. Maybe they should. And maybe Bravo is listening. Um, and if you are and you like my ideas, Bravo, let's talk some more. Because I've got a lot of ideas. But the newest word on the street is that Roni might be done as more of an ultimate girls trip. Which... I don't know. I still wish that it could be a full on Roni and like, you know, full 15, 20 episodes. And I hope that it's not just like one and done. Or I don't you know. know. And I also don't necessarily want it to take place of getting another like, I don't think it should also take place of a different Ultimate Girls trip. You know what I mean? Like you want it to be a separate entity. Yeah. Like it you just don't want it to be part five or six or seven or eight or whatever. Yeah, I like. I want it to be like. You want some, You want to put some respect on its name. Like it should almost be. It'd be like the longest name ever. It'd be like R H U G T Legacy Roni. Oh <laughs> like, my god! Yeah, Real yeah, yeah. Ultimate Girls Trip Legacy Real Housewives of Ultimate or Real Housewives, or Real Housewives in New York City. Yeah. yeah, that's too much. Can't even say it once. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yep. Yeah, but I, I think it's going to be good from the sounds of it. Jill is out. Um, I'm guessing Bravo is like, okay, you didn't want to play nice, so we're not going to include you at all now. We're, we're actually bringing Ramona back is the word on the street. Like, Do we think that Jill's going to be at BravoCon? Well, so I posted a poll on my stories and I asked if you were going to BravoCon and Jill didn't answer it, but her boyfriend, Gary, said yes. Hmm. Okay. I mean, she's going to be there to peddle candles regardless. Well, have they extended um, offers to people? Like, hey, all right, we're inviting you to come to BravoCon already. Probably if they're releasing the dates already. They probably are. They've got to at least have, you know, the the core people that they're like, okay, you need to be blocking your calendar for this. This is a work event. Well, Bravo, if you're listening, uh, I'm available to help moderate any panels as needed. Give a girl a call. Especially Roni based. <laughs> We're here. Let us know. But yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully the rumors are true and we get our Roni ultimate girl. Well, not our ultimate girl trip. We get our Roni vacation show. That would be really nice because like I said, they need to put some respect on their name. They deserve more. And I don't need to keep saying the same thing because it pisses me off because they did not give those ladies the respect they deserved. I know. I And I'll say it a thousand times over. Why didn't this happen to OC? This should have happened to OC like five years ago. Well, <clears throat> I will tell you this. OC, like, it's so weird. And I think we've talked about this here before. But there's always something that bothers me when people are like, oh, yeah, my favorite housewives is Orange OC. County. I know. Me too. You're I like, know. What? I know. My girlfriend. I, it's every single time. And we still haven't got this damn trailer for OC yet. But th you know what? Okay. Thank God, though, we have Atlanta coming because Atlanta is coming very soon. It is May 7th, and I cannot wait to have these Atlanta ladies back on my TV. I know. It's, so OC, they're claiming Heather Dubrow has some hand in holding it up. I'm not even sure if that's true. I don't think Bravo would. What, whatever this lawsuit allegedly could be that's holding it up or contract negotiations, there's just no way they're playing that game. Well, you've been doing some research, some homework, I guess, in anticipation of this new season of Atlanta coming up, right? Because they've been playing a bunch of reruns that apparently I've been missing. Well, I haven't been. No, they haven't been playing reruns. They're still on their below deck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just started. Um, I recently started rewatching Atlanta from season one. Um, oh, from season one? Season one, yeah. I'm in the middle of season two now, and... There's just so many good moments. And I mean, so many good moments. And also, like, it's so crazy. Like, I'm, I said this when we rewatched Roni, but the fashion in Atlanta is, like, even worse. But, like, 
the fashion in a place like Atlanta in 2008, like people no. try to, like, dress fancy. It's like too gaudy. That was the same thing for the OC ladies when they started too. It was like Atlanta, OC, like they all, even in the early Vanderpump days with like the big statement necklaces, like, and then these, they all had those, those halter tops that had like the stones and stuff like that. Yeah, so that was like that, that was one of the things like, that we were wearing. It was like this big leather. Yes. Like at first, it's like it's like, is that a necklace or is that actually part of her shirt? It's, I'm not really it's sure. A two for one, baby. That's fashion. Then it's like a big like leather plate, and it's like got these like ginormous stones. And it's like my god. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because they all did have that kind of common theme. Like if you even look back to. Like, okay, you just watched it. What were they wearing for the reunion on um, season one? Because they were wearing like, they would wear like, it looked like they were going to a business conference on the first season one or two of like OC and Atlanta. Oh, like, like, like Kim Zolciak was wearing some sort of like, she was wearing like a, this bright yellow button up shirt and like this like black vest. <laughs> like, yeah. And then like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? The 80s? Like, and one of them's wearing like a, br I remember like one scene where they're like, like one reunion where one's wearing like brown, like just like boot cut pants basically with like basically just black slides and like a brown zebra button up shirt. It looked like something I would have worn to eighth grade in the 90s, you know? Like it was just so funny to me. It was so good. So I'm on season two. We've got to meet Candy. So that's been really fun. Candy's just so so like cute in her. Candy comes season two. Yep. Which I didn't realize that she came into it so early. So I think next season is like Phaedra and Cynthia. Because I think that they have two seasons in there. Because season four is when they go to Africa. And then oh, season five is when Portia and Kenya come onto the scene. That's going to be a fun journey for you. I'm I'm happy for you. The first season was really like slow and kind of hard to watch. There were like, you know, some highlights like, you know, one of my favorite things about early Atlanta is Dwight. Dwight yeah. was a, such a good like friend of like basically could have been one of the housewives. Like all of his scenes have been cracking me up. There's like a scene. So like back in, in like this time in reality TV, they did a lot of like aside interviews, like in the same space they're filming you know, it's like after they film, like they pull him over the side and they're talking and you can tell they're in the same place. Well, he's like planning this event and like they, he's literally just like laid out on this table with a glass of wine talking to the camera. And I was like, this is so fucking extra. Oh my God, I can't. That's hilarious. Those were the good old days. You're going to get to see all the stuff like the who's going to check me boo. The oh, I saw that. And I was like, this is so much worse than I thought it was because I haven't watched these early seasons of Atlanta in a really long time. I usually start around four or five when I go back and watch some seasons. That's awesome. I haven't rewatched that in probably so many years. I don't, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to be able to probably rewatch anything. My, my television time, I feel like, is being cut very short these days. I have so, my schedule is getting busier as the winter is leaving us. So I'm trying to make sure I get in all my shows. And I feel like every time I turn on the TV, Below Deck is on TV. So that just is like, okay, that's annoying. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, I guess I decided to start rewatching Atlanta because I was like, okay, I need a little cool off period from Roni because that's a little depressing. But there's just not a lot. I mean, as you guys can tell from what we're discussing this episode, there's not really a lot on right now. Yeah, I mean, Jersey's the same old bullshit as always. Yeah, Summer House is on, but it's been not great. I mean, we're finally getting a little pickup, but that has been, like, really uneventful, which is unfortunate. And we have to wait for a few more weeks until we get some new shows. We're going to get that new Martha's Vineyard Summer's House. That will be fun. Hopefully. It looks good. Yeah, and then there are also that ballroom show that like bravo was literally listening to our last episode because i also mentioned like what the fuck ever happened to that ballroom dancing show and like the next week there like there wasn't even a trailer i don't think it was just like a post with the women that are in the show no the trailer like, looks great oh i haven't even seen the trailer i need to yeah look. no it actually looks good i'm like okay this that's coming good. out the day after atlanta and the martha's vineyard 
premiere, I think. I think that's like May 8th. Honestly, I don't remember. So sorry, guys, you'll have to Google that. I don't have that fact check here for you right now. Yeah. Um, I guess I could Google it for you. Really? But the only things that I'm watching, though, are like Jersey Girls Trip and Below Deck Sailing Yacht started this week. Thank God. It's like literally the best Below Deck. Like the other ones feel so boring and getting that double whammy of Sandy for two seasons consecutively. That was too fucking much. I never even finished the last season. I couldn't even get, I don't, I didn't finish the last two seasons. I start them and then I get, and I like the last couple episodes I'd never even finished. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just glad sailing yachts back. They always have good drama. I mean, the first episodes already started where the, like the guy that's like the bosun or first officer, whatever his title is, the main guy, Gary, he's got COVID so he can't come on the boat. And then their engineer comes on board and he's like starting to like get the boat ready to go. And like now the motor won't start. And the episode ended with people coming to like check on the motor. And they're like, yeah, this is like two weeks worth of work. And it's like, Oh fuck, how are they going to fix that? And like in the previews, there's a scene where like they're like driving the boat and like, there's all sorts of fucking smoke coming out of the back of the boat. So I'm just like, okay, whatever they did to avoid that two week engine time. Like, I think it might be catching up to him now, but it's really good. I mean, if you ever need a show to try to get into, that's one that I would say. Like something that'd be a short watch, but Yeah, maybe I'll have, you know, a chance to watch that. But I don't know. I'm you know how I am. Like I have to start from the very first season. You said the first season sucks. I need to start from the first season. I can never just like pick up and like start something not in the from the very beginning. It's just who I am so maybe like if I catch myself on a flight and I need like a show or something maybe that's where oh on your maybe way, to I'll watch it on the way to BravoCon I don't know I'll probably be I don't know watching Roni getting rocked <laughs> 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 because I feel like you can't show up to Las Vegas sober that's just rude so. well exactly I mean I mean we're gonna be going on our first girls trip Ricky I know. I can't wait. And that's that's what I'm the most excited about. And, and guys, when we tell you the story, it's going to be epic. And I just wonder what I would be, be doing if I were going on like a trip to like Thailand. <laughs> yes. that's what I'm, I'm living for that show still. We talked about it a little bit. We talked about the first three episodes, but I think right the first three or four. Uh, yeah. But there have been a couple episodes since then. It's still a good show. I've seen way more of Heather Gay's body than I ever needed to see. I agree. I was just like, God, she could like literally knock someone out with one of those tits. You know, I never thought I would say this, but I actually feel bad for Leah that <laughs> poor she Leah. is <laughs> poor Leah, that she's sick in Thailand. Like, that's not good. Like where she was like, but then like in this last episode, <laughs> she said that thing about like, this has been the worst vacation ever. I'm like, this bitch has been like sick on her period. All these bitches are ragging on her. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's I'm ragging, and it, these but... bitch are, bitches are ragging on her. Yeah, no, like it's been, and but you know what? When she said in this last episode, she goes, "Maybe I should go to the emergency room. I just want to make sure I'm okay." I'm like, "Bitch, why would you opt to go to a hospital in Thailand if you don't absolutely have to?" Was she that 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 sick? And I think that she ends up being that sick because she ends up going home, and so. I know we, I, for a second, I'm like, did she go home? Cause she was sick. And then I'm like, oh, well, she seems to be better. Oh, she's sick again. Okay. So I don't know if something's actually wrong with her. We may find out that something actually happened or maybe she's just super dehydrated. I don't know what it is, but those women like Marisol didn't even realize that Leah wasn't <laughs> there with them. Like she would, they were like, she wasn't there. She was and then like, she no, hits us with that poor Leah. I love a poor Leah moment more than any other. And the women aren't even trying to do it at this point, but it's like, she's such a little curmudgeon. Like, <laughs> it's like, you think that Vicky was bad last season. Yeah. Leah like takes it to a whole other level. And like, it is really bad when they show like how much she is complaining and stuff. And it's like, it was making me wonder for a minute. I'm like, is, am I sometimes that person? Cause I do complain a lot. I do too. Well, I get what she was saying. Like, cause Whitney explained it. And when Whitney articulated it, it wasn't malicious. It was just, her being real and expressing how it's coming across and i also did us, like whitney's like making i don't know what's happening it's to us. Weird. Like, it's i know but whitney when she said that i was like damn girl okay i know that's why i'm like it's weird i don't know what's happening i'm like i'm agreeing with whitney 
I feel bad for Leah. So, but then when Leah was like, my mom is a therapist, so I don't internalize things. Like I externalize things. I'm used to vocalizing it. It makes sense. It's accurate. You know what I mean? Like speak how you feel. So her, I would be the same way. I did not think that she was being that bitchy. Maybe the period thing, like, I don't need to hear that you have fucking cramps and you're on your fucking period. One time, that's fine. Like, I'm fucking PMSing or whatever. You have to hear me say that sometimes, you know what I mean? But I'm not talking about it the whole fucking time. So I that make one comment, you know? But when she was like, my fucking when pussy sweating. <laughs> Did oh. you see that when she's like fanning her? But then I was like, well, nobody wants a fucking sweaty crotch. So, and then when they're like, you got to eat outside. And she's like, can we go in the fucking AC? I mean, I would kind of be the same way. It's like a hundred degrees. We're in fucking Thailand. Why are we eating outside? Well, we could go in the AC. <laughs> Leave it to the New York girl, though, to be the one that's like passing out in the heat. Meanwhile, yeah. like the Atlanta and Miami girls, they seem really sort of unbothered by how hot it is, really. I mean, but she doesn't have any panties on, though. So that's maybe... Why she's well, and like Portia, sweaty cooch. Portia said exactly what I was saying. Like, isn't that bitch on her period? I know that was so nasty. It that felt, was so felt, nasty. Very like Kyle Richards calling Brandy out for like at least my tampon strings not hanging out of my skirt or something like that. Oh my god, that's so disgusting. Yeah, these fucking trash bags. So, hi. Okay. I was like, that is way too much. But the girls' trip has been good. I am really digging Candace. Portia's giving me life with her mean girl shit. I'm over Giselle. But Heather... it's a mean girl in such a like funny way. Like Ooh. she's Portia. Oh yeah. I mean, no, I'm I'm liking Portia. I'm over yeah. Giselle. Yeah. Giselle and a fucking bottle of tequila. I know. I know. So last time we talked about this, I was like, oh, Giselle's been growing on me, guys. And lo and behold, the next episode, she starts talking about this fucking bottle. And she's like, I want my bottle. Oh, my God. My bottle. Bottle of tequila. And my leading theory is they all fucking drank it. Like they ended up finishing it all. And that the bottle was thrown away. Or I, you know what I think? I think that the the staff made drinks with it. Yeah. And then they threw it away. And it was just like nobody. And they're like, we're not saying shit. Oh, yeah. That's what you mean. Like the staff. I thought you meant like the girls just drank it and did it. Because I'm sure like they the staff saw how big of a deal she was making about that bottle of tequila. And they were probably like, oh, okay, well, this is like the popular one. So let's make anything that needs tequila with this. Yeah, that, that I could see that exactly being the case. And it's like. All right, Giselle, nobody cares about your stupid tequila. So I feel like, uh, but then, you know, I Heather finally stood up to Giselle. So that was interesting because she was talking all that shit on the bus, saying stuff behind people's backs. And then she finally had something to say in front of Giselle. And Giselle was like, okay, well, we have two days left, which means we only have a few more episodes. Swear Portia, didn't, swear Portia didn't remember Alexia's name. That's I don't like, I, don't, I can't mean. decide if she actually did or if she was just like having like, like who? Maybe they were smoking because they did have all that weed. Maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was funny because she was like, then she kept going, Alexia. Hi, I, feel Alexia. Like, I feel like they were doing some shit that day. Like maybe that's why everyone was in a little bit better of spirits. So, but I think that whatever happened with that bottle, I think it was resolved off camera because we didn't hear about it again. Not mentioned again at that dinner, which was only a few hours later. Yeah. I'm curious what that was. So. We'll have to see if we ever hear about this. And they don't get, it's not like they get reunions. So when we're ever going to get this panel together, like now I feel like I need to go back and watch their panel together from fucking BravoCon. That's going to be our reunion basically of these ladies. I feel like they need to have a reunion. And it's like, if, if it's the easiest way, just send someone to do the reunion where they are already all together. Come Send on, Andy. Us. Don't you want to go to Thailand? Send us. Yeah, exactly. But I did still feel like Heather only tried to do that with Giselle because she wanted to look cool. And like she sounded kind of dumb trying to stand up for herself against Giselle, I felt like. Like it was kind of just like, all right, girl, sit down. Like I didn't think she sounded dumb. I felt she like she did a little bit, but I was surprised that Giselle just sort of was like, okay, well. Giselle never just like lets it go that easy. I guess Giselle's like, well. I still got Lee over here. <laughs> oh, God, I know. I think that also is probably like Giselle's like, okay, I'm bored now. 
Yeah. On to the next. Well, that's what also made me feel like the drama with the bottle had been resolved off camera because I'm surprised that she didn't like double down. Like, well, I do think you're a liar. I still don't have my bottle. (laughs) You didn't bring, I did think it was funny. The only (laughs) Heather did crack me up once in this episode when um, Portia came over to her room. She's like, Oh, do you want to do a shot of tequila? I have a bottle of Casa Azul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm like really, I'm really liking this Thailand season. I think it might be one of my favorites. I really like when they're out. I do like them being out and like, you know, doing excursions and like doing stuff and like out in the world, you know, Um, even if they're shopping. I liked watching um, Whitney and Candace smoke together. That was fun. Oh, we got to see Whitney and Heather hug and have like a loving crying moment. Then they got their sins washed away and they jumped into the water. I have never had later. They like like, Heather like went for her throat at BravoCon. I have to tell you, I have never had a more relatable moment to Whitney Rose in my entire life when she was drunk at the end of that episode or high or whatever she was. I don't fucking know. She was fucked up. Right. I don't remember. Were they drinking all day? Right. They were, they were drinking all day, but then she, her and Candace were smoking. Oh, they smoked. That's why after that. So then she goes, eats that KFC. Raids the whole fucking kitchen before she goes finds and it. sits on the float in the pool. I'm like, fuck yeah. And then she flips over and falls. No more relatable moment than just being all like, okay, I've been drinking, out drinking all night. Let me just shove my face with whatever food is right here. And then the float, that was so amazing. So I loved that. I loved, the whole loved that. KFC aspect of this show. Are they sponsoring it's it? It's hilarious. Like, I guess Portia must just have them delivering at night. Like she, like she came and she's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll have this in addition to my leftovers. Yeah, she was like, oh, I'm gonna have some of this with my leftover fish. Yeah. I was just, I noticed that. I thought that was actually pretty hilarious. So now she's gonna guys, be missing her mashed potatoes. They're in the pool. Yeah. So if you guys aren't watching Girls Trip, make sure that you definitely are because. And you know what I heard? Word on the street. So Girls Trip is obviously on Peacock. So. Peacock airs everything first, and then it will air on Bravo eventually. But what I did hear is that Peacock is also going to be doing some extra extended episodes of Vanderpump Rules things coming up. So if you are a VPR person and you are into the the scan of all of it all, right now would be a really good time to get Peacock because then you can go and binge all of Ultimate Girls Trip and then you're ready for when all the Vanderpump reunion and extra stuff, because they just released also, which I haven't watched, Brittany and Jax, I just saw, um, are doing some Peacock special where they're re-watching certain episodes of Vanderpump Rules, which I don't know how I feel about that. I'll probably yeah, watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I really need that, but the timeline I'm also hearing is that the season ends on like May 27th, and the parts of the reunion will play through like June 17th-ish or something like that. Okay. How many episodes do you, do we have left of Ultimate Girls Trip? Do you remember? One more. Oh, no. I know. All right, guys. Well, then this is really... Caroline get crazy with Brandy. I know. I hope we don't have to wait a million years for the next Ultimate Girls Trip. I mean, we've got so much stuff coming up. We've got Ultimate Girls Trip with, like he said, Caroline and Brandy. We've got freaking Roni Ultimate Girls Trip. I don't know. I can't keep calling it that because Ricky's going to get upset with me. Because that's not what we're manifesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right now, I feel like is the calm before the storm of what is about to ensue in the Vanderpump world. Because... We haven't, we're just now hitting the the areas of when we think the affair between Raquel and um, Tom actually started on the show. And like you said, we still have a full six, seven, eight more episodes until we get through the reunion. So, which is crazy. Yeah. And then I don't know if they're going to have a whole episode dedicated to Andy interviewing. Raquel, Tom, and Ariana each individually one-on-one. That's sort of the way it sounds. I'm wondering if that's going to be one of the Peacock specials. 
so is that going to be a Peacock special? Is it going to be added on to the reunion? Is it going to be a separate episode? Like, I, I don't know exactly how they're going to lay that out yet. I mean, Andy is discussing the one-on-ones now, but he hasn't really, we're not really sure how the format's going to, because they said they only gave us one extra episode. Yeah, which surprised me. So that's when they picked up cameras after the affair was exposed after that watch what ha- you know watch what happens live episode. So we like, really I was going to end up turning into like at least two or three, didn't you? Yeah, especially since they brought Kristen back, and so I don't know. Maybe I really don't know. They we they could piece this together the reunion and the interview as a special with clips from when they picked up the kit. You never really know how they could do it. So they may documentary style it. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm interested to see what all is going to come out and how it all goes, but I'm honestly sort of ready for the season to be over. From somebody who doesn't watch it. Well, mostly because that's when the whole Scandaval thing will sort of die down. Because, like, literally right now, there's not any new news coming out. People are just criticizing Tom and Raquel for what they're doing. And it's like, had she, you know, if she hadn't, you know, had this affair, don't want to be talking about her going to, like, a mental health facility and going to Miraval with Tom and stuff like that. Well, like they did drop the news that she that Tom took her at Christmas time to go meet his family. Apparently and, they wanted nothing to do with it. And they were disgusted by that. Yeah, they were like, nope, you're still with Ariana. So that debunks what he said. And if you guys didn't know, Tom Sandoval recently chose to do his very first interview with Howie Mandel. Okay which he's in trouble with Bravo. They're pissed. Well, and the thing that's crazy to me is also like about like him bringing Raquel home to meet his family. Like, dude, you're from the Midwest. Like, you know that this is not going to be chill when you take this bitch home, coming home to your side piece. And so you're acting, you're walking around in this Howie Mandel interview saying that you had broken up with Ariana, that you had attempted to break up with her a bunch of times. You guys were broke up. But you took your fam, you took Ariana. I mean, you took Raquel to your go meet your family, and your family is even like, no, you are with Ariana. You and Ariana live together. You're in a committed relationship for ten years together. We don't want to meet this hoe. And you know, it just it, it's really telling. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Right. I mean, they have to know like he's got all sorts of behavior like this because. They've probably seen the headlines about him before cheating and being just a fucking douche. I mean, this is her child. She definitely knows what she's dealing with, which is why I think she had to draw a line in the sand because that's probably not how she raised him. Those are not the morals. But, you know, it's not her, it's not his mom's fault that he's a narcissist. And that's the thing. He doesn't love Raquel. He loves the way Raquel makes him feel. And that's the thing about it. Like if you listen to exactly what he says, I just re-listened to it this morning. A clip of him saying... really, the, the the other thing that's happened since all this was that sh- craziest Schwartz interview on WWHL. And that like that's perfectly like what he said. It's the way that she makes him feel because Schwartz said that's like She's heroin for him. Exactly. Like he says, like Sandoval says on the Howie Mandel, the first time that him and Raquel kissed was when he was locked out of his house. They were in the backyard by the fire pit. He said it was like a magnetic connection. And he verbatim said, I haven't felt that something like that in a really long time. Like it was this adrenaline that he felt, you know, that's called lust. That's not love. That's almost like a drug, exactly like what Schwartz was saying. And the fact that he used Schwartz as a cover. And I really do believe the conspiracy theory that's out there online where folks are saying like, they think that Sandoval told Schwartz about the affair in Mexico after Raquel and Schwartz made out that, you know, like really heavily made out on his property is like, this is mine, dude. Like, and I think because Schwartz's demeanor completely changed. And I think that he didn't like to see Raquel feeding into it. And Raquel was doing all that to make Sandoval jealous. She never liked Schwartz. 
And so all of this right here is our poor girl, Katie, just being collateral damage. And then Schwartz is such a fucking Peter Pan little boy. You know, he pops up at Katie and Christina's dinner and it's just, ugh, just sweaty and gross and drunk and just like, what is wrong that these women? And then if Katie from Below Deck and Winter House, if you are dating Schwartz after this whole scan of all thing broke, girl, get some self-respect. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be really wild to see if that's true. Yeah. So we'll see. But Vanderpump, I will say the episodes are good. It's wild to watch it because Lala was just on Watch What Happens Live. And she said on the finale episode, there's a conversation that takes place between Ariana and Raquel that is psychopath style, like borderline sociopath. The fact that Raquel could look Ariana in the face and have this conversation and word on the street is that the convo was basically Ariana thinking Tom was having an affair and Raquel saying, I'll be there for you if he is while he was having an affair with Raquel. And Andy says he asks Raquel about this and they discuss it on the one-on-one. So we shall yeah, see. Lala, I saw the clip of Lala on watch what happens live. She looked pretty shook by it. Like she was like, she's like, it's sick. And Andy's like, yeah, it's dark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh my fucking God. So that is going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. And like I say, like I like I was just saying, like we're gonna, poor little Katie. Poor little Katie. She's like a little, just collateral damage because Sheena doesn't give a shit that she was hurting Katie and she was getting, I don't care what Sheena says, she was getting glory out of this. Out of somebody else's pain. She really was. But now it just feels like it's so much karma that... Because, like, you know, Ariana's, like, her best friend. Like, well, you know... I know it almost feels like karma. Like, you supported this little Rachel bitch. And yeah. now look where that got you. Yeah, look what she you did. Made it, you made it seem like it's okay to just hook up with any dude in this group that you want to. And there's rumors that Raquel hooked up with Brock on this pizza run. And I don't, I don't think so, but... I think that might be a reach. Um, they even asked on Watch It Happens Live, Andy asked Lala if she thought that that was true. And Lala said no. And even the whole, like, the poll said nobody really believed it either. I think now that's kind of, now we're reaching. We're trying to think everybody fucked Raquel. Like, almost everybody put that out there. Yeah. So it's just like, no. Get the heat off of him. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the rest of the rest of the season and you know that I will be staying up to date with everything that transpires from now till then. So we'll have to see, you know, in the next couple days, if they're, if they pop up at Miraval together, cause everybody's saying that they're at Miraval and they're not Tom is at Coachella right now. And Ariana is also at Coachella right now. And Ariana's got some hot little hottie that she's hanging out with. And she seems to be living her best life. Okay, Ariana has literally been asked to be a part of the cast of Dancing with the Stars. She may fall in love there. She is also was off shooting a movie in Canada for a lifetime. We said that. She recently got picked up by Bloomingdale's to do one of their ads. I mean, girl is booked, busy, thriving, living her best life. Like, it Man doesn't get... wishes that could be his life. He's, like, Indeed. doing free shows and places. <laughs> and did you notice on the Howie Mandel interview, he fucking made a shady comment. He's like, I mean, good for her right now. She's, like, blowing up. Good for her. You yeah. fucking jealous little fucker. But sooner or later, he's going to be taking uh, credit for that. Just because he's fucking sick. And, you know, I wonder how much trouble if he, if any, obviously not. I guess he wasn't like maybe the Bravo lawyers need to look at their contracts a little bit better because obviously he found a loophole where he was able to go and give an interview because he already shot the reunion and did his one on ones. What's the time frame? He shouldn't have been able to do that before the rest of the season finished airing and the reunion aired because Andy even said he was pissed off. And he said that he felt he took it a little personal. He was kind of like, what the hell? So well, Tom always likes to act like he's like one of Andy's favorites. And it's like, Andy doesn't really like you guys that much. He just thinks you guys are both these idiot straight guys that are like fun. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he always gave the Tom's preferentials treatment, though. 
Oh, for sure. I just feel like he, um, he's he's not like that invested. You know what I mean? Yeah, same as Lisa. I think that she's more invested in the girls than she actually is the Toms. Like personally, I think Toms are only because of branding purposes. But she actually has really grown to love Katie and Ariana. I think both individually, she's had like if you watch. Um, episodes of earlier like Vanderpump rules like you know around the time like Katie and Tom Schwartz got married you do see that I really do think back then was kind of when the scenes may have been a little bit more organic with Lisa and her her staff because she was more involved in the restaurant probably back then because the restaurant was newer and she was trying to build up the brand and doing pump and you know what I mean? So, and obviously cause she's shooting there more, she's there more. I felt like they had a real bond, but other than that, I feel like all her scenes with those people are fake. Yeah. And I feel like that's almost like something that's also like come out of COVID. Cause it's like you watch like, the season it would have been like the last season before covid when they tried bringing in like 20 fucking new people yeah and katie and tom have to go and get married again and and stassi and lisa actually goes yeah and like lisa actually goes to vegas i mean maybe she had business there too but she actually goes to vegas and like participates in their bullshit yeah yeah it shows that she is invested but i feel like covid probably like she wasn't going around and hanging out with all these like idiot kids that were just doing whatever. Yeah, like I mean, <clears throat> so she probably didn't go to Sheena's relationship. Well, she didn't go to Sheena's wedding in Mexico. Yeah. So you know, she's like, like I'm not okay. talking about that. And let's say Sheena's also made history because she did two weddings on Bravo on the same show, same series. <laughs> Cynthia did it first. Who did she marry? She made her, married Peter, and then she married Mike Hill. Oh, I guess you're right. She got married on, like, her first season on the show. Did she get married by the same guy? I don't know. Because <laughs> Sheena did. <laughs> That's hilarious. But that was, in all fairness, that was Sheena's cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but either way, you guys, we're going to have all the scandal madness, you know, Every time there's an update, your girl's going to have it for you. And unfortunately, you know, I'm taking Ricky along for the ride. He's just going to have to deal with it. We're almost at yeah. the end, buddy. But yeah, just make sure you're following Ariel if you want all of the, the hottest, freshest Vanderpump tea at Bravo and tea um, on Instagram and follow myself as well. That Bravo gay and our collective account Bravo critics and make sure that you are subscribing and commenting and giving all your little ratings on the podcast. We love to get some feedback, guys. And we'll catch up soon because there's always something going on. So, yeah. Until next time. Cheers. Everyone's a critic. <laughs>